Hi, Karen Kambule here. Welcome to the Word Anchor Podcast, where we aim to search, find, share, and apply scriptures to life's issues. We will find victory and succeed in life if we are anchored in the Word of God. Please do enjoy this episode. Shalom. Hello there. Thank you for tuning in. In this episode, we're talking about the provision of God. That is, the people of God, we need to trust God for our provision. We're going to be looking at the story of Elijah the Tishbite. The issue of provision is something that concerns quite a lot of people. You see, even the rich people still chasing after money, after property, after investments, after businesses. You have a little, you want more, you have more, you want even some more. But there are principles in the word of God concerning provision. It is where you come to a point of knowing and believing that your provision will come primarily and mainly from God. And this is a principle God established right from the beginning. When he made the first man and the first woman and put them in the garden, he put them in a garden that was already fully finished. The fruits were there, the vegetables were there. Whatever Adam and Eve needed in the garden was already there. God revealed himself to the man and the woman that he created as the Lord that takes care of their needs. And I said needs, not wants, because there is a difference there. But he also does provide for the wants, because he's still the same God that blessed Solomon, made him the richest of all the kings. So, now, let's look at the story of Prophet Elijah. The Bible tells us Elijah comes into the picture in the book of 1 Kings chapter 17 verse 1. It's like he just was parachuted into the story. But then a little bit of um, background on him. It says he is a Tishbite in 1 Kings chapter 17 verse 1 and is of the inhabitants of Gilead. But then he just comes in, drops right in front of the king that was reigning at that point, King Ahab. And he says to him, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall be no dew nor rain this year except at my will. Praise God. This is a bold move. This is a bold statement from Elijah the prophet. He says to a king, and it is a king that was a ruthless king, one of the evil kings of Israel, tells him that there shall be no rain. In other words, we are going into a famine, there shall be hunger in this land at my word. You would think that shutting the heavens can be far-fetched in as far as humankind are concerned. But Elijah says, you see the heavens above? They're going to shut at my word. He doesn't say I'm going to ask God. He doesn't say I'm going to pray. He says at my word, we shall go into a famine. A famine, drought, financial distress. Today it will be the dollar has gone into distress or the rent or whatever currency in a country. It could be that companies are closing down, recession and whatever you call it. All of these things are common to all men since the fall of Adam. Adam was the only man that had provision that was unlimited in the garden except for one tree which God said don't eat of it. But other than that financial distress is everywhere. Even in the country that has the richest of people, 
there will still be someone that is poor. Some people will manage to pass through it and prosper. Some people will struggle until they die. Some people will die of hunger. Some people will struggle until they compromise and do silly things in order that they can get some money. And some people will actually struggle and blame God for it. But in all circumstances and situations, God remains the same. Elijah was a servant of God. He was sent out to bring a message of drought and pun as punishment to Israel. God had spoken before and said, if they continue with idolatry, specifically in all different sins, he would say, he said, I will shut up the heavens. And Elijah basically was saying, I dare you, God, shut up the heavens. Ahab has brought his wife Jezebel, who comes from a nation that worships idols, and she has come in and she started influencing prophets and they've now started worshiping Baal. Now is the time. Shut the heavens. God said, ah, I'll do it. But you'll think that Elijah would not ask for something that will affect him because that drought was not just only for Israel except Elijah. He was going to be in on it. He was not immune from the drought, even though he prophesied it. It happened in his presence. Sometimes we sell this narrative that as servants of God, we are immune to challenges. We want to make it look like we have everything under control. I personally lost my job twice, struggled in my lifetime. So don't even believe that narrative that makes it look like because we serve God, because we hear from God, even if you do miracles, signs and wonders, drought, famine, financial distress can still come. It can happen. You'll find those that have gone to the top and they start speaking as if it will not happen. Yes, when you are at the top, it could be that now you have so much favor that whatever you need, someone will be there to give it to you. But people do fall from the top as well. Come crashing down and be poor and start all over again. Elijah was in the will of God. He was serving God faithfully. He was doing his ministry, but he was still in the middle of a drought caused by his very words, the words that he spoke. So child of God, you might be going through a challenge doing the business that God has opened a door for you. You ask yourself, but Father, did you not say I must do this business? Did you not bless me with this business? Did you not bless me with this job, Father? You might still go through troubles, even in the very thing that God has given you. You prayed for that job and God blessed you with it and you are in trouble in that very job. You might not even have a job or a business, even though you are praying for it for years and years. You might have a business and it's not doing well. You are in a famine. You might be in ministry and it's not doing well and you are not financially stable. We see a lot of pastors that struggle financially. Some of them even end up compromising the gospel. Some of them even end up doing things that are despicable just because they're hungry and they need money. You might be in the very marriage that you prayed for and you thought was a blessing and now you're financially in trouble in that very marriage. So it's not the heavens that suffer lack. It's not that a person suffers lack because they have sinned. The fact that you serve God does not mean hunger will not come. These are things we are going to face until Jesus Christ comes, roll up this earth and the heavens and the new earth and the new heaven comes and we sit there everlasting. Then we will not have hunger. But now it happens. But with God in the picture, he always brings solutions. Now, we read then in the book of 1 Samuel 17 verse 2 to 4, 
where God now brings a solution to Elijah, that he would go to a brook, Cherith, and there he would drink from that brook. And then God says, I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. I, God, have commanded the ravens to feed you there. I, the same God that shut the heavens at the word of Elijah says to him, I've commanded ravens. Ravens are birds. What kind of a bird would actually bring food for a human being? A grown-up man, for that matter, being fed by birds that fly all over. God commanded them. Birds can hear the voice of God. This one's did. He commanded to them to be there. Birds will fly, go to places, and they will still come back and feed Elijah because God had commanded them. So God made a provision for his servant who was faithful to speak the word of God and to stand for the word of God. Now God was saying to Elijah, leave this place here where you are and go to where God has made provision. Don't hold on to a place which is not prospering you. Sometimes we sit in a challenge and we look at it in the face and we stare at that challenge, we complain, we bellow, we do all sorts of things instead of listening to God. What is God saying to you in that challenge? Is he saying sit there, the birds will come to where you are? Or is he saying move to the brook where the birds are? Don't hold on to a place which is not prospering you. Go find other options. Ask God where should you go? You should notice that Elijah did not leave Israel. He left the location and went to the other side. And God said to him, stay there, hide there by the brook. Sometimes God will give you a solution that should be known by you, basically. Elijah didn't tell everyone else, come guys, let's go by the brook of Cherith. There's food there. He went alone. Sometimes we share the business ideas that God gives us with other people. And they take the ideas and they run with them and you cry. We see it a lot with gospel artists and um, other artists where they share their ideas, their songs and somebody takes them and runs with them there are times where you need to hide by that brook, praise the Lord God is in charge he's the one that appoints he's the one that ordains he's the one that feeds you he's the one that makes provision you see if you think about it you would think oh I started that business was because I'm smart no I applied for that job and was very good at that interview you think is because you're smart this story is telling us that even that job interview even you excelling in the job interview it's actually God's plan it's actually God's provision because you can go to an interview and have a mind block as smart as you are you can go to that interview and when you step into it, somebody calls you and tells you bad news and you're unable to compose yourself enough to go through that interview. So many things can go wrong. You can go to an interview and have a car accident on the road. God is the one. If it is him that is giving you the job, he will make a way for you. Elijah went and stayed by the brook and the ravens came and they fed him. They probably had their youngs. But they decided to give food to Elijah. I don't even know how much food will sit in the mouth of a raven. But there was sufficient for Elijah to eat for days on end. Now, ravens are said to be very intelligent birds. They are excellent hunters. They also mimic human voices. Perhaps he had some company there and had laughter with the ravens. They also have gestures to communicate. Um, and ravens can live anywhere. And they remember faces. 
they also say um, ravens would have friends and also enemies. And, and these are the kinds of creatures that kept this man of God company. However, this provision was temporary. The brook ran dry, just like your first plan did not work. Or it worked for a little while. Your first business worked for a little while. Your first job worked for a little while. Your first customers left you. Your first job was taken away. But God still had another plan for Elijah. Just like he will have another plan for you. The problem is we hold on to the failures. And we sit there and we blame God and we moan and we bellow and we complain and we cry and we get depressed and we're anxious and we all sorts of things we get better instead of going back to say father the, the ravens are gone the brook has run dry what's the next plan blessed be god said to elijah go to the place called zarephath dwell there he said see i have commanded a widow there to provide for you god has commanded now a human being but not the business person on that uh, village, staying in that village. No. He says, I commanded a widow. He firstly commanded ravens, an unlikely source of food. Now he brings another unlikely source of food, a widow. A widow is an unemployed woman who has lost her husband and normally would not have been working in Israel anyway. Widows were people that would have dependent on their husbands when they were alive and when they become widows they now depend on family members or sons if they have it was like god couldn't you come up with another perfect plan the the widows some of them would have no provision would be poor if their husbands did not leave them a, a good fortune even if they did it will still be controlled by a male relative but this widow was expected now to feed up a grown men for that matter with a little that she had when elijah approached this woman and asked her for a meal this woman said i have little food actually the last meal and me and my son here's the plan we're gonna eat the food and we're going to die because we have nothing else probably they've begged the neighbors until the neighbors had enough they moved maybe to the next um, a set of neighbors they begged until they had enough she was tired of begging. She was just collecting some sticks so she could cook her last meal together with her son. But God had another plan, not just for Elijah. How awesome is our God. He had another plan for this woman as well. Because out of the last meal of this woman, Elijah said, trust me on this one. Go and prepare. Bring me. And Elijah made the commitment. The bin of flour shall not be used up nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. 1 Kings chapter 17 verse 14. Wow! From the last meal would come unlimited provision. The bin of flour shall not be used up. The jar of oil will not run dry. Talk about trusting God with the little that you have. God used this opportunity to feed both his servant Elijah and the widow and her son. Elijah was in the will of God by calling the trout. This woman was in the will of God for giving away her last meal. It was a call for sacrifice which some of us are not prepared to do. It will not be a sacrifice unless it is painful. You sacrifice, you give up something valued for the sake of others. That woman did it. And this message says to us today, your provision is supernatural. God is your source. 
if you can settle that in your mind and say God is my source you will not struggle with receiving a regret letter that says to you sorry you have failed that interview we're not giving you the job you will not struggle when the next client says i'm no longer interested in continuing the deal with you because you go back to your source and say lord that one failed what's next sometimes we expect god to give us the answer immediately this woman had an immediate answer because the minute she finished cooking the meal she was able to cook the next meal for her and her sons but sometimes the provision does not come immediately we have to wait on god the provision your provision is not static god's creation is so vast don't be limited in your thinking do not look at your surroundings and think god can only feed you through what you have what you have access to what you can see touch smell and see trust god to bring provision even from unfamiliar territories you see god sees your sacrifice and he will reward you you remember the story of cornelius child of god the word to, that came to cornelius was saying your prayers and your arms have come to god as a memorial sometimes your provision will come because of what you did before sometimes your miracle will come because of your sacrifice sometimes you are going to hold on to that very thing that god wanted to use as a reason to give you something else you remember hezekiah when he was told he was going to die he must put her his house in order he cried to god and said lord remember how i walked before you so you are sitting at home you are thinking my business is going down i am unemployed i am in need and god says to you go and give someone this very last thing that you have and you are sitting there thinking get the behind me satan and god is sitting there waiting for you to let go of what you have because he wants to fill the vessel that is empty sometimes we want to sit with full vessels and want god to keep on pouring and pouring and pouring and it overflows and you don't even share even that overflow your provision is from god when he says give it away it's because he has given it to you in the first place my prayer to god is always saying there is nothing that i have that you god has not given me It's not my intelligence. There are very many geniuses that are lying in hospital beds cannot do a thing. There are many geniuses that are right underground dead. So whatever I have, I have been given by God. I even say even before I was saved, God knew I was going to be saved. God knew I was going to be his servant and he made a way for me. Because you see God has been to my future, he knew it. Now, do not limit God on where and how he will provide for you do not limit god when he says to you give even the birds gave up their food child of god you cannot be you cannot be outsmarted by birds that were able to give food to elijah the prophet now what is our message here trust god to provide for you stop analyzing and overthinking situations overthinking possibilities go to god hear what he says then run with it you meet up with problems tell him and run again with it at some point you'll see your breakthrough it will spring forth god will do the new thing two things that we need to pray for one lord show me where my provision is god is the one that led elijah to the ravens god is the one that led elijah to the widow where is my provision the second thing is lord reveal to me 
what my sacrifice is. We know Jesus Christ was sacrificed once and for all. But you see, with the sacrifice comes a blessing. Abraham went up a mountain with his son. And the son asked him, Father, I see the fire, I see the wood, I don't see the lamb. And Abraham said, God himself will provide the lamb. In fact, he said, the Lord will provide a lamb for himself. He's, he is the one that wanted a sacrifice. He will provide for the lamb. Abraham was speaking this way, carrying, holding, and leading his son as a sacrifice. But trusting that God will bring a substitute sacrifice so that his son will not die. Sometimes we fail to achieve things because we fail to trust God with the sacrifice he requires of us. Sometimes you need, not sometimes, always, stop analyzing why God is saying it. Start doing it. You'll get the why once it's done. You'll look back and see that the bean of flour is not running dry. You'll see that the jar of oil is not running dry because you have been faithful to God when he said do it and you did. Two lessons of provision here. God being the source and sacrifice when God demands it. If we can take this even to the new year, we'll do great things. When we look to God, he will provide. Paul said, having received the gift from the church in Philippi when he was in jail, he said, my God shall supply your needs according to his glory by Christ Jesus. He was speaking of people that had already sacrificed. He was receiving. He was grateful that God had used the church to make provision for him. But he was saying also, for this sacrifice, God will supply your needs. God had already supplied their needs, but Paul is saying, my God will supply. In other words, where you have taken, God is going to fill it again. You might have to give it to someone else, but God is still going to fill it again. Because he has that principle of replenishing. When he created the things that he created, the animals, he put in the system of both plants and animals a replenishing system. Even men, the plants replenish, the animals replenish, the human beings replenish. He's not going to stop today because you are hungry. He will replenish. Trust God for your provision. Find your area of sacrifice. Do these two things. You'll see God doing wonders for you. May you, be, may you prosper in your business, child of God. May you do great exploits. May you see the hand of God upon your life upon your bank account, upon your investment, even upon your children. May you increase and multiply. May you trust God to make provision for you. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of Wet Anchor Podcast. I hope you are inspired and blessed by this message. Kindly share it with someone and spread the word. Continue to be anchored in the word of God. Till next time, stay blessed.